Hello, this is producer and technical director Jack Rossiter Munley. Welcome to an all new episode of Poetry Spoken Here. Today we have another reading from the Unamuno Author Festival, which took place earlier this year in Madrid, Spain. This reading was recorded at Desperate Literature. The festival took place at several sites across Madrid, but the hub of its activities was Desperate Literature. It's a great little bookstore, so if you're ever in Madrid, be sure to check them out. Today's reading is by David Baker. He has published numerous poetry collections, most recently Swift, New, and Selected Poems, which he reads from in this reading and was released earlier this year. He has also written several works of literary criticism and serves as the poetry editor of the Kenyan Review. Baker has received fellowships and awards from the Pushcart Foundation, the Guggenheim Foundation, the Poetry Society of America, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Please enjoy the poetry of David Baker. Hi, everybody. Um, you know, all the usual thank yous, I won't do that. Um, we've said those, and we know those people. One more thank you. Um, that's to all of us here, right? We could be a million places. We could be doing a lot of things. Um, so we came to this town in this little bitty bookstore, and we're standing in corners listening, hoping for some peace. We're around the corner, we can't even see. Bless your hearts. Oh, I heard some poetry today. I was watching Robert Mueller um, for his eight minutes. You wanna hear some poetry? Here's one sentence, unpack this one. I don't know if I'll get this exactly right. If we had found that President Trump had not committed any crimes, we would have said so. I'm not going to read anything that good. <laughs> so this is a little one for my mother who died four years ago. I'm reading the first two poems in my new book, Swift. The first is for my mother. The second is for my father. This is for my mother, a little one called Pastoral. I know that feeling. <laughs> She's going, fuck, poetry! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Pastoral, here at the center of a field of green leaves waving, center of a grief I can't see far enough to tell how it will ease. It will not ease. It goes on and on, as yours does, in sunlight and in rain, holding hands with her in the last minutes. Sky so vast, hear the wheat roar. Why not say what happened? This terrible breaking, this blow. Then slow the dogwood, strewn like tissue along the black road. No. The busy pollinators, the breeze in the pine shadows, in the aftermath where I drove back there, and two bones of smoke lifting ahead along the shoulder in the high new green weed bank running beside the asphalt. No, 
I had come from my father. Nothing more common, nothing more than such. I could not breathe for the longest time, over and again. There was something deadly, she said, in it. Of the genus Butio, as B. Harlani, as Harlan's red tail, blocky in shape, goes the book, blood or brick red, but white, I am sure, underneath, white along its wing, which was not smoke, but rising now. One bird, I was coming back and couldn't breathe, and him, bruised, torn, bedridden, tubed, taken to the brink by his body and carried aloft. There he had fallen. This is what happened, said the medical team, fallen and ripped aortal stenosis in the process of their repair. No, the white bird strained as trying to lift to a slight dihedral and the deepest deliberate wing beats and barely above the snow-white-lipped grasses and the shoulder until I thought I would hit it. It happened or it did not in the way of my thinking. And now why I saw two lengths of snake, helical and alive in the talons, heavy there, writhing, so the big bird strained for the length of time that it takes, like the oiled inner organs of a live thing, heaving in shreds, the dogwoods, the doctors, and did I say the horrible winds all before? Now the air after storm, the old road, empty, swept white, by blossoms, by headlights, my father hovering still. Why it flew so close, why it was so terribly slow. I think I hoped it would tear me to pieces, lift me of my genus, helpless as wretched, and drop me away. I turned back to the animal. No, it turned its back to me. I didn't know this at the time, but the poem that I gave everybody for the anthology turns out to be a little allegory for all of us. You'll see. It's called <coughs> Tree Frogs. One starts. The still heat is a blown curtain. The curtain wavers then. Now two of them. and. Another from beyond the blue agave. Soon the whistling wheat eat, eats the many, so many tree frogs, no bigger than thumbprints. Eleutherdoctus coqui, the common coqui, which we've never seen but in books, not once. Now the rolling, the purring coo of the morning dove song of the island toads among the hundred frogs and crickets grilly eye in late day rising salt background waves as in the bay the small squall we didn't see at first is a gray-bellied cloud in the still yet azure twilight sky and the container ship pulls on through the sheath of mist a distant bell among the white cedars can the ending of things ever be heard. So slowly it crawls with the gross weight of all our needs, our goods, our ghosts, such little things we are, and so much noise. 
ranas de árbol. Una comienza, el calor inmóvil es una cortina revuelta, la cortina vacila entonces, ahora son dos, y otra desde más allá de la gave azul, pronto el silbido, wit, it, it, las tantas, muchas, ranas de árbol, no más grandes que la huella de un pulgar, coqui, el euterodáctilus, el coqui común, que nunca hemos visto, solo en los libros, ni una sola vez. Ahora el zumbido, el arrullo vibrante, del canto de paloma torcaza de los sapos de la isla, entre el centenar de ranas y grillos, grillirae, al final del día, oleadas crecientes con fondo de sal, tal y como en la bahía, la pequeña borrasca que al principio no vimos, es una nube de vientre gris en el quieto pero celeste cielo del crepúsculo y el buque de carga se recupera de la vaina de niebla, una campana a la distancia entre los cedros blancos. Puede escucharse sin duda el fin de las cosas, gatea lentamente con el peso bruto de todas nuestras necesidades, nuestros bienes, nuestros fantasmas, semejantes cositas somos y tanto ruido. That sound you make, my friend has a term for that. She calls it the poetry moo. <laughs> that, that, you know, when you hear one, you go, <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? Two more, um, not big ones, little ones. This one's a little hard to hear. It starts, um, it's, a, it's a poem about migration and birds, and it begins with a line from Emily Dickinson. Um, but somewhere along the way, the poem morphs into something more about immigration. And um, I've been studying documents that people are distributing um, to help people as they're trying to come into the United States for some reason um, prepare to be interrogated by ICE and by Homeland Security. And we're trying to guess the kinds of questions that people will be asked so that they can prepare to answer those questions. So this poem turns into that checkpoint. These are the days when birds come back. These are the days, the birds. These days, these birds, these days are these birds. Let us see these days, these papers. When are these birds? And where are your papers? Where are you going? Come back, answer me where you are going. Behind the barn, the flame tree, our fire, our wings. These birds, behind the trees, the bursting winds, the birds these days come back. They do not dare. What color is your ruby throat, your toothbrush? Yellow-breasted warbler, green flame, blue jay, marsh thrush among the light, the lush, low, timid leaf, she said, by the river. What fire is your nova, is your wife's hairbrush? Take off your shoes, take your hands off. Stop right there. So many coming over, as so many millions fewer wings, these papers of fragile bones vanished. They are not. Where are you going? I said, come back. Should stop there. 
<laughs> but one more quick one. Um, and a thank you um, for being with us. I'm reading this one because of some of the poems that I heard on the first night. It's called Peril Sonnet. Where do you suppose they've gone, the bees, now that you don't see them anymore? Four-winged among flowers, low sparks in the clover. Even at nightfall, are they fanning? Have they gone another place, blued with pollen, stuck to their bristles, waiting beyond us? Spring dwindle is what we call it, collapsing neocotinoids, high level in pneumatic corn exhaust, loss of habitat or disappearing disease in the way of our kind, so to speak. What do you think they would call it? Language older than our ears. Were they saying it all along, even at daybreak? Thank you. You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to let poetry speak to you. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter Mundley. And remember, Poetry Spoken Here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash poetry spoken here. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash poetry spoken here. For more about today's show and other Poetry Spoken Here podcasts, as well as our blog, just visit our website, poetryspokenhere.com. If you'd like to submit suggestions of poets or topics for future podcasts, you can send to our email address, poetryspokenhere at gmail.com. <laughs>